Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited that you would join us today and hope you're encouraged by the message you hear. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, highway.com.au. Thank you very much, Pastor Byron, for that amazing introduction. I got so tied up and I forgot I was coming up. But what a great MC he is, isn't he? A great MC. And uh, hey, it's a brilliant, it's a privilege and an honour to be with you today. And thank you, Pastor Ann Byron. You guys are just the best friends. And uh, it is awesome to have great friends. And in ministry, um, as we've we've served a lot of years together, and uh, I think Julia and I were adding up the other day, um, 35 years or something, we've been travelling and doing ministry. And it's just awesome to have two incredible, we can come and I just feel like I'm on holiday, to be honest with you. But I've got to do a bit of work to get it. Yesterday, Anne had me hanging up things in a house, bits of art and stuff. So I had to work in the physical, now a bit of the spiritual. Are you ready for it? But thank you. What an honor and a privilege. You've got an awesome team here, by the way. I just want to say that. I love your team. I came in the door today and I uh, can't remember the guy's name, but he wanted my name and address, thought I was a visitor. And then he had something for me to sign so I could join up. And then he said, I can see leadership on you. We can, we can get you fitted out for leadership. And uh, you guys have got a great team here. I love you guys. And it's an honor and a privilege to be back in uh, Highway Church. Thank you. Oh, man, give these guys a huge. That, man, man. You got to, oh, boy. Oh, you're just always on a great worship teams, like not musicians, but worship teams, you know. And thank you, Mike. Man, that's worship, man. And oh, come on, did you get it? He won't fail me. Like, were you singing that? Or were you sitting there picking your fingernails? Like, that was, I barely need to preach. That was so good. That last song, man, that's a miracle and a testimony. Um, just with the journey Julia and I have been on in the last uh, few weeks, my beautiful wife, Julia, who I've got with me this time, which is always good to travel with her. And uh, she's my inspiration. And... Um, and, uh, but we've been through a journey selling a house. And I can tell you right now, it's been very difficult with changing times and seasons. You probably all know about it. Interest rates are rising. It's, it's kind of, it's interesting out there. That's why these songs, man, you barely need to preach. We sung the entire message this morning. If you're not inspired after that, God help you. <laughs> it's like that was very inspirational. And uh, so we've had a miracle this week, like a supernatural miracle. We've sold our house and it's all gone. And uh, praise God. And I want to tell you right now, if you're going through a struggle right now, if you're, boy, it's hot in here. If you're going through a struggle right now, can I just assure you right now, he never fails, okay? And I don't care how bad it gets. Our situation got fairly dark. We're talking six months. We'd already bought another house, six months bridging finance, all that ugly stuff that goes with that. And six months and the market's gone. I don't know where it went to. and It might have come to Australia. I don't know. But the market has had it. And, um, and uh, man, you've got to hold faith. In the, that, that song we just sung about when the wind blows, the waves come. We're going to hold on to faith, guys. And in the day we're living at right now, I believe as a church, and I'm talking church worldwide, the church, Come on, guys, we've got to hold on to the foundational faith we have in Jesus Christ. 
because I, this is stormy times. And uh, man, when your faith is put to a test, let's hold on to the promises of God. This book, man, you can have this book. This is the best book on earth. But if you don't darn well open the pages and read it, it's hopeless to you, okay? It's a good book, but if you don't read it, it's a waste of time, okay? You've got to get the Word of God in here because in the storms, He will shelter you with His Word and He will keep you and He'll keep you strong. So that's just a, a by the way. We haven't even got to the Word yet. And I better get there because I know how time flies. But what a privilege and honor. Thank you, Nick, for the mic and everything you've done for me this morning. You've got me, I think you've got me wired up here. So oh, there it is. Yeah, <clears throat> try not to eat it. Why don't you stand with me? We're going to pray. Why don't you stand? Because uh, I think it's good to stand and pray. And Holy Spirit, we, we, we thank you for the amazing worship we've had, God. God, I thank you for this amazing couple here. God, God I just feel to thank you for this amazing couple. God, that have stood the test of time. Lord, through, through storms, through valleys, through, boy, stuff that other people would say, enough's enough. You have stood the test of time. And I honor you for that because you're an incredible. On the day when I'm feeling not too good, I just think of my mate Byron. And, and God says to me, what the heck's wrong with you? Get up and get going. God, I thank you for this couple and I thank you for the blessing on their lives and their awesome family. God, I thank you, Lord, in ministry, Lord. Sometimes we go through the pressures and, uh, Lord, it affects. But I pray for your family today. I lift them up before the Lord. I thank you, Lord, for their mighty covering of the Holy Spirit over you. And I thank you right now, Lord God. In fact, here, I just get this word for you as I'm praying for you too. And uh, whatever, I know you make a lot of these words, Byron, birds sitting on your front Lord and what have you. So I'm almost scared to bring a word. But I just, just as I was praying for you, I got this word because I was climbing some hills the other day with some friends and we were just going on a bit of a, a journey just across country. And uh, the horizon you're looking at is not the horizon. When you get to one summit, there's always another summit. And God says there's more to come of the blessing and the goodness and the power of God in your yes. life. And you're not alive by chance today. Supernatural life. And God says, the summit you're looking at right now, God says, there's another summit, get ready for it. Because when you get to the top of that summit, it's amazing how many times I climbed Mount Egmont in New Zealand at one time. And luckily that mountain's only got one summit. But a lot of mountains, you start climbing them. Everest, for example, you get to one summit and there's another summit. And God says, there's another summit that has the glory of God's power and resurrection, life and victory on it. And as a church, Get ready for that. I believe that's a word in season for this church and get ready for it right now in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, thank you, Lord God, for every person he has included in that. Some of you, in the, I really believe in this next season, you're going to come into open heaven on your lives, okay? God's opening heaven over you. All you've got to do is push through. If you push through, there's going to be an open heaven. I believe that for people here right now. Lord, I deliver that word. I pray that people would Get ready to prosper. God's going to prosper you because of your faithfulness. So I tell you right now, people here right now, the power of God is in this place today to release you and, 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 and give you victory in the situations you're facing right now. He's a God of victory and he's a God of breakthrough. And we declare that today. And Lord, as we come around your word this morning, I pray it would unlock faith. Hallelujah. That it would unlock faith. In Jesus' name, we declare it right now. And everybody yelled out. 
And amen, incidentally, just to get you with me, amen doesn't mean the end. Neither does it mean full stop. Amen, let God let it be. I reckon too many churches where we, get to the, we, we say amen too often and we sit down and we oh good, it's over. But hey, the word of God's coming. Let's get ready for it. Uh, hold, your, hold on to your hats, fasten your seatbelts and let's get into it today, okay? Uh, that's when I find it on this. Uh, here we go. And uh, I want to title my message today, just a really simple title. Um, I want to call it, uh, When God Hands You the Keys. When God Hands You the Keys. Anyone got a set of keys here? I need, I need an illustration. Anyway, is that to the Lexus? Uh, no, Bowen's I don't want that one. <laughs> I, want, I want something better than a Mitzi. I know you love it, brother. What's that to, brother? Oh, mate, no, we're, we're going, we're going. God bless you. Here we go. I've got the Lexus, Okay. Just a nice car. She's got it nicely packaged up and everything, the Lexus. When God hands you the keys. How many can still remember when you're 21 and you've got the keys? Uh, when we used to have a 21st birthday, they used to give us a, it used to be a mirror key. Does anybody remember that far back? Yeah. Okay. Pastor Ann's never heard of that. Okay. Well, in New Zealand, it's sort of part of the culture. So all the Kiwis here, where are you? There you are. So when you got to 21... I don't know if I actually got the keys. I don't know whether I could be trusted with keys, which is a worry. Um, and uh, they handed you the keys, which meant you now have responsibility on your life for the circumstances you're living in. And I want to title today's message, When God Hands You the Keys. I wonder if we realize the responsibility that's on us for that. I wonder if we realize right now that God has handed you the keys what are you doing with it, guys? What are you doing with it? God's handing you the keys. I just got handed the keys to a beautiful Lexus. I won't run. Um, it's interesting because Pastor Byron did give me his keys a couple of years ago. He picked me up at the airport, took me to the hotel, and then he said, in fact, uh, Pastor Ann came as well. Julia and Pastor Ann wanted to shop before they got to the hotel. You know what it's like. And so they got there a little while after us. We were hanging out, having fun. And then Pastor Byron came up with a brilliant idea. He said, why don't I just give you the keys to my car and you can drive yourself to church tomorrow morning. Make sense? I've got the keys. I've got responsibility. Do you know what you've got the keys to? Do you know what you've got the keys to? Because I think a lot of Christians go through life, they have no idea what they've got the keys to. He handed me the keys to his car. He said, drive yourself to church in the morning. In the morning, we get up and we get dressed and we get nice and tidy, ready to go. Man, this was about, I think it was probably five years ago, four years ago. And we're ready to go to church. And uh, then Julia says to me, where's the car parked? And I said, why would I know? I wasn't the driver. No responsibility on me where he parked it. I just had the keys. And so then I think there were three levels of car park in that hotel. And we went down and we began the search for the, hotel, for the car. And so uh, um, it had a clicker on it. I don't know where it is. And I won't do it in case something happens out there. But, uh, but so we're wandering around the car park. I'm clicking this thing. I'm down a different aisle. And then Julia yells out, here it is. And so I went over and we jump in this car. It was open. We jumped in it. 
and uh, I didn't even seem to need the keys. We just pushed the button like I do in my car. I didn't realise his car at the time was a turnkey car. And we just pushed the button and started and drove out of the car park. And we got about, we got probably five minutes on our way to church down the highway. And then all of a sudden it was a revelation to me. And I said, hang on a minute. Pastor Byron's car, you've got to use a key to start it. Whose car have we got? And we had literally stolen a car to come to church to preach to you. In a stolen car. There'd be no anointing on that message. And so we said, man, we better get it back quick before we get arrested. Please start traveling. We arrive at church here with sirens and lights flashing behind us. So we turned around and we went back and we went and we found, we drove around clicking the thing until we found Pastor Byron's correct car. And then we swapped cars, jumped in his car and came to church and everything's been good ever since, okay? But uh, uh, do you realize what you've got the keys to? I think there are a lot of people who have no idea what they've got the keys to. Um, uh, let me ask you a couple of questions just to, to pre-limb my message today. What's your name? Yell out your name, everybody in the house. Come on. Yeah, about 20 people know their name. Come on. Okay, let's yell out our name. Okay. One, two, three. That's beautiful. Everybody knows their name. Now I want to ask you one more question. What are you here for? Mm. yeah yeah so a lot of us one of the problems in the kingdom we don't know why we're here but I want to challenge you this morning a little bit with this message on why we are here and why God gave you the keys and I really believe today, and I want to ignite you today with faith. I want to release you today into the supernatural destiny that God's got on your life because I believe it's incredibly significant right now. I know that you guys are in a journey right now, and I know it's a pioneer journey. And I want to tell you, when you start pioneering, you better know where you're headed. You better have a vision. You better have some sort of a heart throb passion that's driving you and compelling you because when you're pioneering, you'll come across all kinds of odds. And you better know, God, this is my destiny. This is who I am. And this is, well, let's go to the Bible this morning. Matthew chapter 16, verse 15. I love it. It says, but what about you? Jesus asked, who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? And Simon answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter. Change his name right there. And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not overcome it. And I will give to you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Yeehaw! That's the word of God this morning. You've got the keys. Jesus handed Peter the keys. While he was doing it, he, he changed his name change his name as he gave him the keys. I want to just give you a couple of prerequisites to this message as we go into it today. Number one is found in John 10, 27, and it says, my sheep know my voice and they follow me. My sheep know my voice and they follow me, John 10, 27. And when you get around Jesus, it's good to know. When, when I'm with Julia, she barely has to speak and I can understand what she's meaning and what she's saying. She can be at the other side of the, 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 the shopping mall and I can see her across there and you can kind of pick up what she's saying. 
Most guys know what I'm talking about right there, okay? You sort of get that, okay? And so I want to just say in that that I believe right now that we need to understand the voice of God in our life. We need to understand the voice of God. That'll be my first point today. You need to understand the voice of God in your life. If you don't understand the voice of God, I don't want to go pioneering without the voice of God in my world. We're all pioneers. We're pioneering the kingdom of God in our day right now. Right now, okay, the world's been through turmoil in the last few months, but you and I have the keys to the kingdom. Hallelujah. Keys to the kingdom. I wonder if we understand the value of that, okay? Number two, supernatural environments like this, like this, unlock the revelation of Jesus Christ. So if you're here today and you've never ever been to church, I want to just say to you, you're in the right place at the right time. Supernatural environments where we sing songs like we've been singing this morning unlock an incredible revelation of who Jesus is, of his power, of his love, of his goodness, of his mercy, of the grace of God by which we're saved. It was Jesus' sacrifice on Calvary that gives us the right to come into the kingdom free, set free, chains broken, liberated, and worthy to worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Hallelujah. So my second thing is that we need the right environment around us. And I want to just read this to you. In 2 Corinthians 5.14, it says this, for the love of Christ compels us. I wonder if you're compelled this morning because we judge thus that if one died for all, then all died. And he died for all that those who, should, who live, sorry, should no longer live for themselves. Uh-oh. Should no longer live for themselves, but live for him who died for them and rose again. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. Therefore, in verse 17, it says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Amen. We need a few yee-haws. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. You want to know what your life's about? Your life's about the ministry of reconciliation. Wherever you live, your, your, your whole life purpose and cause is to reconcile mankind to Christ. That's what we're here for. We carry the presence of God, the love of God. That's why we should be evangelistic and Holy Ghost filled and on fire enough to affect the world we live in. And I want to tell you right now, let's get ready for that. Romans chapter five, I love what it says here. Romans chapter five, verse one, a little bit of scripture for you this morning. It's nothing like the word of God. It'll change the world. Amen. Therefore, having been justified by faith, hallelujah, we have peace through God and our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access. Everybody yell out access. See, when you've got the keys, you've got access. When you get the keys, you get access. It's, I think a lot of people don't write. We've got access to the power of the God who created the universe. We have the access of God, friends, I want to tell you. Think of that power in your life right now. Think of that. Donna, think of the power of God that's on you right now through the access that you've been given through the keys of Christ in your life. In Jesus' name. Think of it today, what you can unlock in the presence of God. You can walk into a room and shift the atmosphere. You can change the circumstances in your world simply by the confession of your mouth today and shift things into the purposes of God. We have access. I don't know what you, whether you understand access. I, I don't know if you're like me. I'm not good with keys. Okay. In fact, where are your keys, eh? 
But I lose keys and keys don't seem to like me. I've been in hotels where I've lost my keys so many times they wanted to kick me out of the hotel and uh, couldn't get into my own room, get a new set of keys, couldn't get in my own room, get a new set of keys. Um, keys are a male. I love keys. I, I, I was in Macedonia one night and, and uh, traveled to Macedonia, arrived there at midnight, finally got to my hotel room. The guy that I had taxi driver who'd taken me and said, come on, I want to show you the town. So this was midnight. So I said, yeah, let's have a quick look at the town before I have to go preaching tomorrow morning. Jumped in his car and off we went looking at the town. I didn't really realize at that stage he was part of the mafia. And, uh, but we did have a lot of fun that night, all right? And, uh, and we went cruising around. I got to back, back to my room. I think I got back to my room at 2.30, 3 o'clock-ish. And uh, I was getting picked up at 6 o'clock to go to the other end of Macedonia to preach. But my keys, they were gone. And so I went down and found a guy at 3 o'clock in the morning. I think, well, I said, mate, I'm locked out of my room. And so he says, no problem. And he brought me out a box that had like maybe 2,000 keys in it. And I've only got till six o'clock. So I said, mate, that's never going to work. He said, I'll come with you. We tried, oh, I think we tried 500 keys. None of them opened that door. It was an old hotel. It had been built back in the 1910s. It had doors on it that were about that thick. And the doorposts were huge. And uh, none of these keys were working. He said, no problem. And I could barely understand his language, to be honest with you. And he walked, he said, no problem. And I thought, well, heck, I'm not in my room yet. And then he walked down the hallway about 20, 20 feet. And then he, he was a big guy too, a bit like you, Nick. And uh, he walked down the hallway. Then he came charging up the hallway toward the door, <laughs> leapt in the air and put his shoulder against the door and then just crashed to the ground. The door was still locked. <laughs> so that key didn't work either. So he says, no worry, no worry. And he goes back again and he takes about 30 feet this time, comes charging at the door, leapt into the air, smashes against the door. The entire door frame breaks out, shatters. And uh, he says, there you are, you are in. And uh, so I was in my room. Um, I was sort of worried that I did, couldn't lock myself in, but I didn't really get any sleep anyway, so there we go. Um, I got picked up just a couple of hours later. Another key story for you, access, you have access. Uh, I had a guy working for me, and he said to me one day, listen, I've left, so I used to pick him up and take him to work. And he said, listen, I need you to pick some stuff up out of my car for me today. And so I was going into the city to pick up some materials and uh, I got to where his car was and realized that I had not brought his keys with me. So I thought, oh, well, I'll try my car key. You never know. So I thought I'll try my car keys in his car. And sure enough, it opened the door and I thought, well, the luck of it. So my key fitted in his car. And so I'm a little bit of a prankster. And so I thought, great opportunity to shift his car. So I moved his car from there into a entirely different street and parked it there. And uh, of course, I didn't bring him his gear because I said I, I forgot to bring the keys. That night we went home and we pull up where his car should have been. And he says, my car's gone. And I said, well, where did you park it? And uh, he said, I thought I parked it there. And I said, well, it's not there, is it? Obviously not there. And so I said, why don't we go have a look for it? And we drove around a few streets. I knew where it was, of course. And then finally we drove past the street where it's going to say, there it is right there. And he said, man, I don't remember parking it there. After doing this to him for two weeks, because I, I, I made a practice. Every day we'd arrive back and he said, my car's gone. And I said, do you remember where you parked it this time? And he said, I thought I parked it there. He's starting to doubt himself. And we'd drive around the block until we found his car. And then finally... You know the lesson that I thought there, and I thought I'd give this to you today. When you have access, 
you can shift stuff that the devil parks in your life and get it out of your world because God's given you the keys to the kingdom to shift stuff out of your. Now, a lot of us let stuff dwell. We let it hang on us. There's, stuff, there's always stuff happening in our world. What are you going to do with it? God has given you the keys to unlock the devil's schemes against you and shift them out of your world. You have a mouth to declare it, a mouth to confess it, and God says, I want you to live free. And when sickness comes, we remove that with the keys to the kingdom that says you'll lay hands on yourself and speak to it in Jesus' name. And sickness and infirmity, get off my life in the name of Jesus. You've got the keys today. And I want that to be my message for you today. And I want you to grab a hold of it. We have access by faith into his grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory, listen to this, we also glory in the tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance produces character and character produces hope. Now, hope does not disappoint because we lo the love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Friend, we've got the victory whatever way you look at it this morning. And I'm speaking from experience. This is not some message that's nice, three points in a poem. This is a message out of my life that would say to you, when you've got the keys, God can give you hope in any situation to overcome the schemes of the devil in Jesus' name. You've got the victory. Hallelujah. Someone give me a hallelujah on that in Jesus' name. The third thing I want to say, the third thing I want to say today, in understanding who Jesus is, you know who you are. There's a lot of people who don't know who they are. Like, who the heck am I? Like, what am I doing? And uh, we lose our way because of that. But when you hang with Jesus and you get a revelation of who he is, like you will do in a meeting like this, he gives you total clarity on who you are and where you're going. And I love it because the Bible's very clear. The Bible's very clear. Jesus changed his name. Jesus said, you're no longer be going to call Simon, which means reed blowing in the wind. He says, you're going to be called Peter, which is rock. Now, I believe that, see, we look at that and we think, oh, do I have to change my name? I was born Donald Louis John McDonnell. And uh, so when I got born again, one time I thought, do I need to change my name to get kind of with the Bible? Because you start reading about all these people like used to be Abraham and God says, I'm going to change your name. Abraham means father. Uh, Abraham, sorry. Abraham means father of many sons and he never even had one. And God said to me, it's got nothing to do with your name. It's got everything to do with your confession. It's all about your confession. Abraham started calling himself when he would introduce, he'd say, I'm a father of many sons. And they'd say, look around, there's not one to be seen. But he kept confessing. And by the confession of your mouth, you become a miracle instigator in the powerful anointing of the Holy Ghost. That's our confession is everything in our world. What have you been saying this week? What have you been, what have you been saying about other people? What have you been talking about behind closed doors because I believe God if we're going to be people that are going to pioneer the kingdom of God we need to know what we're saying and how it's coming out we need a clear voice it needs to be one voice friends one voice we can't have divided we got to have one voice one heart together we are better together come on everybody we're better together Genesis chapter 17 verse 4 no longer shall you be called Abram but you shall be called Abraham father of many nations I want to tell you God says that we have the nations of the world at our hand right now and we are called to evangelize and bring the grace and the mercy of God to the city to Brisbane to the Gold Coast to 
to right where we are right now. What's this area called again? Ormo, right to Ormo. Revival in Ormo in Jesus' name. And I believe that's what we're called for because God wants a miracle. God did a miracle when he changed his name. God did a miracle where Peter started calling himself, I'm a rock. And watch how Peter's life changed. It was revolutionized at that point. And I want to declare over people here today that as God did with me when I got born again at the age of 25, God said, you are no longer called rejection. You are no longer called inferior. You are no longer called shame. You are no longer called disappointment. You are no longer called infirmity or sickness. You are called by a new name and it's the resurrection power of Christ lives on the inside of you. And I want to say to everybody here today, you've got a new name. My Bible says that I've got a new name written down in heaven. A brand new name. God's given us all a new name. It says you're going to be called by a new Your new name is right now. It's who you are. It's what you are. Because God has reborn you. You're a new creation in Christ. And you can live in the victory that God's given you the key. And the greatest key he gave you was the key of the confession of your mouth. That you would declare and call things that are not as though they were. Calling things that are not as Abraham was held in esteem at the end of his life. And in Romans chapter, I think it's in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, it says, he called, he lived by faith because he called those things which did not exist as though they did. I wonder what we're speaking into being today over our lives and over our spirit. I wonder what we're declaring over our world right now that's going to unlock the victory of God. God wants to change your name. You are no longer lost. You are found in Jesus' name. You are no longer disappointed. You are full of hope in Jesus' name. You're no longer under the curse of generational curse. You're under the victory of God's transformed life in your blood in Jesus' name. That's why we don't live under this generational curse. We live under the victory of God. I want to challenge you and stir you up a little. You're no longer sick. You're healed in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody. You know, right now I feel an anointing in this meeting that sick people are going to get healed even right here. Just change your name right where you are. I'm no longer under sickness. I'm under the blessing of God which maketh rich and addeth no sorrow. Yeehaw. Get the blessing of God on your life. God changed his confession. And it's more about your confession than what you are. See, a new name is really just about what you're confessing over your world. What are you declaring over your world today? What are you making of the difference in your life? We don't be named by your circumstances. Too many people named by their circumstances. Oh, I'm going through a tough, you meet people, how are you going? Well, I'm going through a bit of a tough time. No, we're living in the victory of breakthrough in our lives in Jesus' name. If God be for me, who can be against me? And, and I, I want to stir your faith up a little bit. I'm, I'm not sick, I'm healed in Jesus' name. See, when I was paralyzed from the neck down, quadriplegic or whatever you call it, I don't hardly like saying the word, I hardly remember the word right now, actually, to be honest with you, because I'm so healed, because I started confessing, I will live and not die. I will walk and not faint. I will run and not grow weary. I will leap over a wall, and I can leap over walls now, because God totally healed my body. He is a healer. He is a restorer. You can't argue with that. This is a God of miracles in Jesus' name. He's a God of breakthrough. Let me give you some keys today because I believe that these are important in your life. And because otherwise we start walking around. See, there are people here right now that have lived under the name victim because of what happened when you were 16, 18. In fact, I really believe there are people here today that are living under the name victim because of something that happened when you're in your teenage years. 
I believe right now there's a miracle here. I, I sense the presence and the power of God for somebody here who was brutally abused at the age of 16 and it's hung, you dream at night about it, you have nightmares about it. Well, today there's a miracle working power of God here because you're no longer a victim. You have a new name written down in heaven and you are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. It's cancelled in Jesus' name. You're a new creation in the name of Jesus. I'm going to drink to that. It's so good in Jesus' name. You're no longer under shame. You're no longer under failure. Failure is a lie from the enemy. No longer under lack. You're under the victory of God in your life. So we've got to kick that out and start declaring and refreshing God's plan in our lives. Listen to this. Isaiah chapter 62 verse 2 says, The Gentiles shall see your righteousness and all kings your glory, and you shall be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord will name. Listen, here's some confessions that I put over my life, okay? I think these are very powerful, and I want to give them to you because these are powerful in every day of my life. These are what I live by, okay? And here's a bit of a list of them. I'll rattle them off for you. Number one, I am chosen by God who called me out of the darkness of sin and into the light and the life of Christ so I can proclaim the excellence and greatness of who he is and what he is. 1 Peter 2.9. As I hear God's word, I do what it says and I am blessed in my actions. James 1.22. I am part of the chosen generation. Hallelujah. Part of a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation purchased by God. 1 Peter 2.9. I am redeemed, forgiven of all my sins and made clean through the blood of Jesus Christ, Ephesians 1.7 tells us. I am mighty through God to the pulling down of every stronghold, casting down arguments and imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into thought every Sorry, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, 2 Corinthians 10, 4 to 6. My life is rooted in Christ. I overflow with thanksgiving for all that he has done for me, Colossians 2, 7 says. I am called to live a holy life by the grace of God and to declare his praise to the world, Psalm 66, verse 8 tells us. I am strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, we find in Colossians 1, 11. Christ lives in me and I live by faith in him and his love for me, Galatians 2.20. That's one of the greatest promises in my life. I'm a new creation, Christ lives in me and I live by the victory of God in my life. These are just promises I live by in my world. I am not ruled by fear in a day where fear is captivating the hearts of thousands. I am not ruled by fear because the Holy Spirit lives in me and he gives me his power, his love and self-control to Timothy 1.7. I am far from oppression and will not live in fear. The Spirit of God, who is greater than the enemy of this world, lives in me, 1 John 4, 4. I am God's workmanship, created in Christ to do good works that He has prepared for me to do. Oh, hallelujah. I tell you, if you can't get excited about that this morning, then I want to know what planet we're living on because He's given you the keys. You've got the keys to unlock these promises in your world. One more, I've got a whole list of them. We'll put them out there somewhere for you to grab. I have received the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Jesus. The eyes of my heart are being enlightened so that I know the hope of having life in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 1, 17 and 18 tells us. Friend, let me tell you today as we come to a close today, I believe that you have the keys to the kingdom to unlock these promises in your world. 
I want to challenge you today. Let's pick up those keys. I've got the keys to the Lexus here and live in the victory that God's got for us. And I'll close today. I'll just give you a couple of thoughts to take away with you. In Mark chapter 16, in the New Living Translation, it says these miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They'll lay hands, sorry, they will cast out demons in my name. How many other times that happened in the last week? They will speak in new languages. They will be able to handle snakes with safety. And if they drink anything poisonous, it will not hurt them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick and they will be healed. When the Lord Jesus had finished talking with them, he was taken up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And the disciples went everywhere and preached. And the Lord worked through them, confirming. Everybody yell out, confirming. Confirming what he had said with many miraculous signs. You have got the keys. This is what they unlock in your life. Supernatural signs will follow you this week in Jesus' name, right here in this meeting. Number two, it means that you'll have authority in the spirit realm. So when you speak to the situations that are surrounding you, to those old circumstances that have gripped you, they'll bow to the name of Jesus. Thirdly, you'll speak in new languages. Which interpreted means, devil, get your hands off my world. Get your hands off my life, my circumstances, my body, my finances. You have no longer got any victory because I've got the keys. Fourthly, I'll give you a couple more. Fourthly, supernatural immunity to infirmity. Oh boy, we've got immunity on the inside of us because we've got the keys that unlock us to the victory of the precious blood of Jesus that heals us from every sickness. Number five, we will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover in Jesus' name. I wonder today, as we come to a close right now, friend, you've got the keys. I wonder if we're operating with the keys that Jesus gave us or whether we're sitting back and relaxing and don't even know where the keys is. Maybe we don't even know what He's given us the keys to. Maybe like me, looking for the car. Maybe you're looking for purpose in your life. God has given you a supernatural purpose and we are pioneers of the faith in the day we live in. Let's rise up in the victory that God's got. I wonder if you'd bow your heads and close your eyes today. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. I thank you right now that you are a miracle working God, that you have given us the keys to victory in our lives. I thank you that right now, Lord God, there are miracles in this place in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for the power of God that sweeps over this place right now. You've given us the keys to unlock it, a new confession in our world, God. Lord, a new victory in our world. I pray right now, God, for people that have been living under the curse of negativity, for the curse of doubt right now, that you'd bust it off their world in Jesus' name. I pray that our minds would be renewed in Christ Jesus today. Lord, even as we're in this meeting, I pray that we walk out of here renewed in our thinking, renewed in our minds, and we live in the victory that you won for us at Calvary in Jesus' name. I declare to you the keys of the kingdom today that unlock victory in every part of your world in the name of Jesus Christ. While you're here, are still bad. Your eyes are closed. Friend, I'm going to ask you across this meeting today, the greatest key that we have today is the key to our own lives, the key to our own heart. 
And I'll never forget the day when I said to Jesus, I'm giving you the keys to my heart. I want you to unlock the door to my heart and come in and live in me. And I want to promise you right now, that was the greatest day of victory in my life where Jesus became my Saviour, where He took away my pain, where He took away my past, where He gave me a brand new start. And I believe today, right here, right now, in this nine o'clock service, whether you're online, watching us online, or you're in this meeting, I want to invite you right now, friend, if that's you, and you need to say, Jesus, I'm giving you the keys to unlock and come into my heart today. I want you to take the wheel of my life. I want you to steer me. I've lost my way, and God, I need salvation right now. Friend, if that's you, quickly lift your hand to the Lord right now. Just lift it up and give me a wave. God bless you, sir. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anybody else right now? Just give me a wave right there if I haven't already seen you. Thank you very much. God bless you, ma'am. God bless you, sir. Thank you for that hand. Thank you for that signifier. God, here's my keys. That's what you're saying. God, here's the keys to my heart. Is there anybody out here? God bless you, honey. That's so awesome. If there's someone else today and God's speaking to you, I really feel there's at least another two people that need to say, Jesus, I want to give you the keys to my heart. I want you in my heart today. Jesus, I offer you my life right now. Who is that right now? There's two more people here. I really believe God is speaking to your heart this morning. And I'm just going to ask one more time. Right, Thank you. God bless you. God bless you, ma'am. That is totally awesome. Somebody else right now. God's speaking to your heart today. And the love of God is all over this place, friend. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. I see that hand. Thank you, Lord God. Why don't we stand to our feet right there? We're going to pray for those that have lifted their hands today. We're going to believe for them today. This is the greatest miracle you'll ever see. Pastor Ann, I'm going to give you keys before I lose track of them. And Holy Spirit, I want to thank you right now, right across this place. This is a very supernatural moment. Those that have lifted your hands this morning and those that have said, God, I give you the keys to my heart this morning. I want you to come in and he'll come in and transform your life, friend. Transform your heart. Take away your pain in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, I declare it right now. And I want you to pray right across this place. We're going to pray this prayer together with those who lifted their hand. This is the most powerful moment in a person's life. Why don't you pray with me right now in a loud, clear voice and say, Jesus, I thank you that today is my day. Today you have come into my heart. You have forgiven me for my sin. And today... I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, that I am delivered, that I am set free. And today, with my mouth, I believe that Jesus Christ has saved my soul. Amen. Give him a huge hand clap for that. He's a Savior. this week. If you're here today and you made, is this okay if I give a bit of an altar? Because I love to do this. I'd like to meet, I'd like to pray with you. I, I really feel the touch of God in this place. And I'm going to invite you, if you lifted your hand right then, I'm going to invite you to come down here and I just want to shake your hand and I want to pray for you this morning because I believe that God is going to do a miracle in your world. And I'm going to invite you to, mate, this is not to embarrass you or anything. I'm just going to invite you to come out of your seat. Come on down here. I want to pray for you. I'm only here today and who knows whether we'll meet again. But well, we will meet again in glory. Hallelujah. 
But I'd like to meet you today and thank you and pray for you and believe for great victory in your life. I also want to believe right now, I prayed for a couple of, God gave me a couple of words this morning for somebody who's been, who, who's been a real victim of abuse. And God's going to heal you. And I said today, there's going to be a touch of God and you're going to get set free in this meeting. If, and, and not to embarrass you, but I'm going to invite you to come today. We're going to pray for you and believe for total breakthrough in your life. There's also someone here and you've got a nerve problem in your feet. I'm feeling this right now. You've got a nerve problem in your feet and God says, I'm going to heal your feet today. I don't know what, the, what that's about or who that is, but there's somebody else with a real shoulder. You've got a, it's like a frozen shoulder and God says, I'm going to work a miracle. In fact, right now, the presence of God's here. Right now, the power of God is moving in this place and God is restoring someone's shoulder right now. It's going to restore it. The pain's leaving you as we, in Jesus' name, right now, right across this place. I speak to that in Jesus' name. I know there's a woman here today with some kind of ovary situation and there's something going on there and you can't work it out and fear's tried to grip you. And God says, I'm healing you today and releasing you of the curse of infirmity. You've got a new name. You've got a new confession and you are healed in Jesus' mighty name. And I declare that right now in the name of Jesus. And I'm going to open the altar right now. I'm going to say if you have sickness or infirmity, then you need it right now. And if you lifted your hand and said, that's me, Lord, I want to make a decision today. Why don't you come quickly? Come quickly. I'm going to meet you down the front. Come quickly, wherever you are sitting. Come on down. I'm inviting you, friend. Come on down. Come on down, friend. I want to pray with you. God bless you. This is a miracle. It's a miracle Sunday. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or find out more about Highway Church, go to highway.com.au.